0: Log Talk Radio.
1: You are now tuned into Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes with your host, Jay and Frey. You got the kings of non sequitur This is the off-season version of our regular podcast Which is called, in much less detail, the podcast You are here live with us on a Tuesday night, June the 22nd, 2021 I'm Dre, he's Jay The red-hot summer of freedom keeps rolling along here uh, in America We went from uh, winter to summer pretty much like that I don't know what happened to spring Um, Most of your country feels like that, at least I believe uh but yeah we're rolling along and we decided to get in a little show to look at some of the uh, the sports news going on uh in the sports world. We've got some things going on in, in all of the sports that have that's a little interesting uh to to both of us kind of touches on some of our uh favorite teams, touches on some of our uh players uh, that we have monetary interest in, so we'll get to all of that coming up. Uh Jay, long time no talk. How's it going?
2: Good doing good that uh, yeah the uh what was the last show was when we had the uh football fan rush people on so you and i didn't really get to do uh you know we didn't really talk too much on that last show so uh it's been a while since we've actually done one of these so there's there's i'm sure there's a lot to go over a lot, a lot of things are always happening and we're about eh, we're about halfway we're almost halfway through our summer now and well, I mean, as far as halfway through our off season I should right say, you know it's sort Remember. of our summer vacation. You know, summer actually started yesterday officially. Uh, just to you know, you talk about the summer of heat, and I wore a sweater to work yesterday.
1: <laughs> well, I said the in first most of parts summer. of the country, at yeah. all, we
2: we we barely made it out of the 50s here yesterday.
1: Well, yeah, it's always like that up there uh, where you guys are, up uh, almost in the Yukon. It feels like, but. Now down here in the mid south, oh man! Um, One of the days that I got in the car after work and the thermometer said one o three.
2: Yeah, no.
1: Oh man,
2: (laughs) you can have that. You can you can. I've 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 lived through it down there. I you can have it.
1: I I don't want it. (laughs) Uh, Air was so thick I could barely breathe. I I mean, and it just came out of nowhere, like it was. Going along in the seventies and maybe touching eighty every now and then, and then all of a sudden, one hundred and three. Oh,
2: oh okay. no, wow. not for me.
1: <sighs> well, you're not meant, you're not used to it. You're my, not my,
2: that's it. right. My people aren't made for the heat.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. So there, there's uh, there's a lot in sports as always. Um, I don't even know where which way you want it to start. There, there's some different directions we can take, and all I know is we're gonna look up and the arrow will, will be gone. Um, right, and we'll also, the, and
2: then we'll, and then we'll not have talked about half the things that you had <laughs> in the show description. So you'll have to go back and edit it afterwards because <laughs> exactly. these, these things, things uh, seem to have a life of their
1: own. And it reminds me, before we even get into anything, if you're one of those that listens live and doesn't know exactly about the podcast version, uh, it happens. You might be a new listener. If you are, welcome in. Thanks for for joining us maybe coming off of the uh, of recommendation from the football fan rush radio people. They, uh, we always have a lot of fun with uh, Cass and Renard and man, that last show was a real barn burner um, and even got the last like 30 minutes chopped off. It was even longer than, than you think. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but it, yeah, if you're here live and you, you notice that we, end after 60 minutes, and you go, man, they were right in the middle of something. What happened to that conversation? Well, guess what? It continues. There is some weird thing that Blog Talk Radio does where it sort of allows us to keep recording for about another hour or so after the live show is over, so we've gotten used to that over the years. We call it our after show, and that's available on the uh, podcast version. If you go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or anywhere you listen to your, your podcast, And search for in much less detail the podcast, you would get the episode uh, in its entirety, the live portion that you're listening to now and also whatever we record in the after show that's only available in the podcast version of the show. But for the live portion for the 60 minutes or 55 minutes, uh, you got us now live um, and you can, of course, call in because we're live if you want to. Uh, Our phone number, if you're listening live, of course, you're on blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. That's the only place to listen to us live on that website. The uh, guest phone number is on that site. It's uh, 646-595-4534. We're always open to callers unless you're crazy or got some sort of agenda, but of course, I realize I'm asking for it by pointing that out. But anyway, uh, we're open. We're, you know, we, we discuss anything. We talk about anything. And uh, anything that's anyone on anyone's mind, you can call in and bring that up if you want. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into the things that uh, interest us. And whatever comes along, that's why we're the kings of non sequitur. We'll just go from point to point to point. And, and we may get to the points that we want to get to, or we may not, because we're kings of non sequitur and we just kind of do what we want to do. Um, was there anywhere you wanted to start specifically? Not
2: really. Uh, it's been a while. So, you know, it's been a while since we've done one of these. So we've got, uh, you, you put some topic up topics up on the, uh, up on the show page. And I asked you a couple, uh, you know, yesterday when you text me, we're like, well, let's do a show. I'm like, all right, great. What do you want to talk about? And you kind of threw a couple of topics at me. So i I will, I will let you pick because I, you know, we're, where we start, uh, generally has no impact on where
1: we finish. This is true. Um, the interesting thing that uh, that I've seen on uh, social media right before the show began was uh, what's been happening specifically to one pitcher tonight uh, in service of this new rule that uh, Major League Baseball has instituted, yeah. so I guess we'll talk about that um, Max Scherzer is getting a bit of the the stop and frisk. He uh, apparently has been checked like no less than three times uh, during his start um, for the Washington Nationals. Um, So just yesterday, uh, it began the uh, situation where baseball umpires are now doing the stop and frisk to pitchers to see if they have substances uh, on their person, uh, on their equipment, in their hats or whatever that might help them. Uh, get a better grip on the baseball, get more spin on the baseball. And uh, there's, of course, info out there about that everywhere. Uh, MLB.com story uh, says that under the new guidelines, any pitcher who possesses or applies foreign substances in violation of the rules will be ejected from the game and automatically suspended in accordance with the rules and past precedent. Uh, That would be a 10-game suspension. And typically the inspections will take place between innings or during pitching changes to give the umpires ample time to perform a throw check without delaying the game. I Again, I've been seeing some stuff on social media that's, that indicates that maybe it's not going so well as far as not delaying the game and not making a spectacle of the whole thing. And Scherzer's, you know, facials and reactions have been great as well. Like he's just kind of throwing his hands off like, really? We're doing this? Again? Really? Really? Again? We're doing this? Um, so, uh, your thoughts in general about the, the whole thing about the rule and the, what, what is the, what is this in service of? What's the point and and what's it going to look like in the future? Like what, 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 where's all this going?
2: My suspicion is this is the knee jerk reaction to the fact that we've had something like 75, no hitters already this season.
1: 77 if you count the hitting ones.
2: Right. <laughs> and, and that, that, that hitting has been way down and, and MLB, I think, uh, is take because this is first of all two reasons I don't like this. One, you don't want to give empires a bigger head than you've already given them. And these guys are terrible. And, and two, you don't do something like this midseason. You, you don't. You don't get into almost the Fourth of July and then go. Oh, we're we're gonna we're cracking down on this, so we're gonna start doing this now. So you guys better watch out. Uh, th- this feels like the NFL point of emphasis, right? You know where you, you go into the season. And there's gonna be that new rule that they're really going to enforce and yeah, you know, and for the first two weeks the refs like way over call everything and everybody kinda of rolls their eyes at it and then by mid season nobody cares about it anymore. Uh this that I am almost defending that way of doing things because this one makes no sense to me that you're starting it at this point. I mean, was somebody was somebody tipped off? Was there something going on? Um it seems really odd that we would get at this, at this point in the season. And yeah, it sounds like it's been a spectacle a few times already.
1: All right. It just started yesterday. Right. Uh, The, the statement from the esteemed commissioner of baseball, our favorite guy, Rob Manfred um, said, quote, after an extensive process of repeated warnings without effect, gathering information from current and former players and others across the sport, two months of comprehensive data collection Listening to our fans and thoughtful deliberation, I have determined that new enforcement of foreign substances is needed to level the playing field. I understand there's a history of foreign substances being used on the ball, but what we are seeing today is objectively far different with much tackier substances being used more frequently than ever before. It has become clear that the use of foreign substance has generally morphed from trying to get a better grip on the ball into something else, an unfair competitive advantage that is creating a lack of action and an uneven playing field unquote
2: <laughs> so the hitting sucks right <laughs> the hitting sucks these guys well, you've got all these guys batting averages are way down, these guys can't beat shifts right no nobody you know so let's try to uh let's try to stimulate some offense uh let's alter what all of these pitchers are doing. We've already had some injuries uh come out of this mm hmm so we'll we'll see, but yeah, this sounds like a reaction to the fact that you. It seems like there's a no no watch every other day, and I'm not yeah. exaggerating. That we're no, going to be I'm with it. seventh eighth inning, and I've got my MLB app, my, and my I'm getting notifications on my phone about some guy who's into the eighth inning of a game and hasn't given up a hit yet. And you're like, what again? R- really?
1: Spencer Turnbull,
2: shout out. <laughs> oh yeah just randos throwing no hitters out there now
1: (laughs) it's crazy um yes the the league batting average is is sub uh, underwater it's it's just like as low as it's been in some 40 50 years um and, and so that statement by Manfred makes it seem like it wasn't Necessarily out of the blue, that it was something that they were really studying and working hard to let everybody know. Hey, uh, we might have to do something because we're, we're warning you guys. It's it's getting a little crazy with these spin rates and and yeah. nobody can seem to, to hit anything. And finally, they just said, "Okay, the equity. We're just gonna start busting everybody." And and you you had your fair warning, so get ready. We're we're about to, to change everything in the middle of the season. And yeah, I completely agree with your point about. Uh, something that the National Football League might do, something like this, to, to sort of change the game and and goose offense and, and get ratings, and of course, it's all about getting more people to watch and getting higher ratings. But this isn't something they would pull out in the middle of the season. This is not something they will wait till week six and say, "Hey, by the right. way, we're changing everything that you're doing, and you need to get ready." Um, they, yeah, this is just out of left field, to, to borrow a baseball cliche. Um, And, yes, it has definitely affected uh, someone uh, that you like a lot and have a financial interest in and I like a lot. Our guy Tyler Glass now, uh, starting pitcher on your fantasy team, um, had some very choice words about how he thinks he got hurt uh, because of this situation where you're telling guys, okay, however you've been doing it, stop and and do it a whole different way.
2: Right, because it caused a change in grip and – you know, basically his whole point was that he, you know, he was still able to get the results, but he had to hold the ball deeper in his hand and it caused him to, you know, torque a different way. And apparently the culprit in that case was, I believe, sun- suntan lotion was the culprit.
1: He We're says that now. he's 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 only used sunscreen and rosin for grip. He's never used anything for better spin. He says, my hands are so big, I don't really need more spin. I right. do very fine with spin as it is, but he had to stop using... The sunscreen and rosin before his Tuesday, June 8th start against the Washington Nationals in advance of this new stop and frisk rule that he knew was coming uh, that he knew was going to start soon. So he said he pitched fine in that game. But afterwards, he felt some pain in places he didn't know he could feel pain. And then his next start was against the Chicago White Sox and he felt something pop and that would be the uh, ulnar collateral ligament, which is not That's a good not thing. thing. Usually, Anything, usually. Any, any
2: CL's down. not good. No, yeah, I no. guess he's on a six, I guess they're saying he could be uh, six, eight weeks, before, and then he should be able to resume throwing. So I guess it wasn't, it wasn't the bad one. But he had this a couple of years ago where he decided he opted away from Tommy John and decided to rehab instead of these. So far, he's managed to avoid the knife.
1: Right, it's it's not something that most guys do when they get that that UCL. They usually no, go it, ahead and get the yeah. uh, the Tommy John. But it does happen every now and then that some guys decide to choose to uh, rehab it and maybe alter their delivery and maybe not throw quite as hard. The most successful example of that, of course, would be uh, Masahiro Tanaka, who went on and had a very good three, four, five year run for the Yankees after yeah. his uh, UCL injury. Never did get surgery. Now he's uh, back in Japan. Um, but it, usually they they have to get go under the knife. But but he's going to try to to gut it out and rehab it, and we'll see how that works. So, so best of yeah. Luck I remember
2: him. I remember watching pretty much every Tanaka start after that happened. You're just waiting, right? You're, you're right. waiting for the you're just waiting for the snap.
0: hmm and, and, and it never it never man.
2: happened. So. He was able to make the adjustment. So we'll see if class now is able to avoid the knife again and and he can make the adjustment, but yes, uh, that did have some impact. I, I wasn't too keen. I mean, I didn't think we were going to win the league in our fantasy league this year or anything. Um, You know, already dealt some pieces, got some, you know, got, got dealt some expiring contracts, got younger, got more prospects driven. So, I already was starting to put pieces in place. So I was like, oh, you know, I can still make these moves and, and be competitive. And then your best pitcher blows his elbow out. You're like, man, eh, yeah. all right. That was fun. I'll enjoy my sixth place finish. <laughs> you know,
1: <'Cause> the <laughs> some, some not, years is just the, it's the not going to It's not happen.
2: terrible. The team's right. just not. You know, I mean, I, I guess there's an outside chance that we could sneak into that top four. and and maybe get a check, but I've got that feeling we're probably more destined for 5th or 6th place. But that also depends. You don't know what those teams around us are going to do either, or who's going to get hurt, or who's going to blow an elbow. So it's not even the 4th of July yet, so I'm not going to try to predict uh, outcomes. But yes, to talking about the batting average, you know, just looking from a fantasy standpoint of being in, in the league for as long as I have, and knowing that we've won the league batting title, so to speak, where we've had the highest batting average in the league, and one year we did like 296. Um, this year the top batting average in the league is like
1: 254. This is American League only, by the way, just to remind yes. so uh, those who So no two. pitchers hitting. Mm-hmm.
2: AL only. Yeah. I mean, we were, a few weeks ago, we were the top batting average in, in the league and we were sitting at 254. I think we're down to 251 now, but we're still on the top three or four. That, that's a dismal it's, batting average.
1: It's ugly. It is so ugly.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you don't you don't even really see too many guys hitting hitting three hundred.
1: No, yeah, just a handful of Vlad and, and a few others, and that's yeah. about it.
2: You got and you've got guys hitting in the high one hundreds. You know, guys hitting one seventy five, one eighty. You aren't even getting benched? It's like nah. No,
1: what's, what's behind them? Is there, Are they going to do better? any better?
2: <laughs> what's better you know? Um, yeah, I did. Did, did we expect this, that we were going to just? We're saying now that the whole culprit behind this is uh, suntan lotion.
1: I know that it's not the whole culprit, and I. But I do see that uh, there have been. Uh, if you watch MLB Network, they'll put up the numbers every now and then of ever since the announcement of we're about to start the stop and frisk a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, the spin has gone down on average. The batting averages have gone up on average like 28 points on average uh between in the last two weeks between when they announced that they were going to start wow. this uh new rule and when they and, and tonight or today uh 28 point batting average already in in that short of time. Um yeah. Th- there there's been an effect. There's no doubt. There's been an effect. Um and how long that will last uh, who knows, but uh, if it's really that important, it's really that true that that people were using uh, Sticky Tack and, and everything else to get a whole lot more spin and get some ungodly spin. And we've seen some of these pitches that have been just like, that's not fair at all. It looks like right. balls out there. Um, if it really does make a difference, then I guess it's a, a good thing. But we know that it's not the only thing. We know that uh, people in general, hitters in general that have come up over the last 5, 10, 15 years, we've we watch baseball enough that we we know the approaches are different. We know more and more guys are trying to hit it out because that's how you get paid, because it's right much, much quicker path to points by just hitting it over the wall. And a lot more guys are doing that, and, and I don't blame them at all because you're trying to do what you're trying to do to, to stay up in the major leagues, and that's how you stay in the major leagues is you is you hit it out of the park. You don't necessarily stay up there by – Uh, executing and and hitting the other way and all that. That's just not something people are uh, as focused on now than they used to be. And so it's not completely gone away, but they're definitely not nearly trying to do that as much. So that's part of it as well as the approach. And, of course, the other part is the uh, you were talking about the shifts, and that's a a big part of it too. So a couple of fundamental uh, points to ask about as far as the game goes. Uh, First of all, the shifting, I don't know if we've ever – had that discussion between us but there has been a movement out there uh to ban the shift what do you think no, of that is that something I, that of
2: uh, all, you got a pitcher a catcher and you got seven fielders right that's right you put those seven fielders wherever you want okay i mean if the spray chart says that this guy is you know 95 percent of the time he's going to hit a, a line drive to left field, I don't care, put five guys out in left field where this guy's going <laughs> to hit the ball and and make them be, you know, it, it doesn't no, it, I'm not one of these, I don't want to see illegal defense in baseball. <laughs> You've got seven guys, play them however you want.
1: You don't want to call uh, the zone, up. Oh, they're in the zone, can't do that.
2: <laughs> I mean, dude, the whole point is to not let the other team hit the ball where they ain't, right? Mm-hmm. So who cares? You gotta, the only guys who have to be somewhere are the pitcher and the catcher. The other seven guys can play wherever the hell they want. I, That's what I
1: think. No, I, I 100% concur with that. Okay. I, I think it's <laughs> ludicrous to say that I'm not allowed to move my shortstop into a position where <laughs> our data says that the guy's going to hit the ball the most. Why, right. th- If I can't move my guy to where he's likely to hit the ball the most, why do I have guys out there? Let's just make it an exhibition where you pitch the ball and they hit it wherever, and if it hits the <laughs> right. zone, then it's an out, and if it hits over that zone, it's a hit. Why even have fielders if I can't put them where the hell I want to put them? That actually infuriates me, the, the thought that they might ban shifting because it's cutting down on offense so much. First of all, you're allowed to hit the ball where the fielder's not standing. Correct. Okay, That's you, just you and it.
2: I, I seem to remember even us playing – like pick up softball or or be in high school and playing these things. When you go up to the plate and you are standing there and you scan the defense and you go, oh wow, look at that gap out there. in, <laughs> in, in Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you, what, then what are you trying to do? You're trying to hit the ball to the place where it has the greatest chance of landing without being caught.
1: To where the least people are standing.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, that's what I thought the whole point of the game was. Apparently, the point of the game now is you just go up there, like you said, and you dig in and you just—it's launch angle and you know exit velocity and just trying to hit the ball into the seats because that's that's also a way to beat the shift.
1: Yeah, they can't play in the stands. That's another place they can't play, and right. until they change that rule. Uh, and, and let you go up and, and stand up <laughs> in the stands. And believe me, if they allowed that, some guys would actually be standing there. Uh, if you're facing Barry Bonds, uh, where do you think yeah. your best chance of catching a ball in, would be? the Cove or in the bleachers?
2: Becoming <laughs> Cove. They'd have a guy out there in the canoe. Uh
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, what a catch! Yeah,
2: um, falling
1: off the boat, but he made the catch anyway.
2: But when you oh. think about that, though, but if the if that's the guy's aim, and the guy's aim is he's going to go up there and he's just trying to launch the ball to his pole side. And you realize that if he doesn't get the ball out of the stadium, the chances are it's going to fall somewhere in this area, but he's going to pull the ball, play him there. Who cares?
1: Not only should I be able to play them there, but my motherfucking job depends on if I get enough out. So yeah, I'm going to have yes. my guys playing there. If I don't, then they get hits. And they might score runs and then I yeah. might be fired. I mean there's nothing but no. there's
2: nothing there's nothing better for when you see these uh lefties up there, these big pole uh lefty hitters, and they just crush the ball on a line drive and the second baseman is standing about a hundred feet into the outfield <laughs> and just catches it on a frozen rope. Yep. Only thing you better know? than
1: that is is when it hits the ground on the grass out there. For what should be a base hit, except the second baseman is playing right in front <laughs> of the fielder first. and throws him out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's, <laughs> you got all this data. Some people yes. are afraid of data. That's another part of, of why some people want to get rid of the shifts. Let's, let's be honest. Some people are just scared of data. And, oh, analytics. Oh, my God. Ah! And, You're ruining the game.
2: Okay, if I'm ruining right. the game, then why is the guy standing exactly where the ball <laughs> just got hit? How is that ruining baseball? Maybe the guy oh, no. should try to not hit the ball right at the other dude.
1: That was just luck. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I'm glad we were on the same side of that. Um, I'll non sequitur off very briefly into the story of, speaking of softball and, and hitting them where they ain't, of the greatest home run I ever hit in pick up softball was one day <sighs> randomly after <laughs> years and years and years of pulling everything and not really noticing who was defending me or playing where um i finally decided it just kind of dawned on me i got up to the plate i dug in i looked up and it just in a flash it dawned on me oh my god everybody just ran over to the left field side and and just and just standing there waiting for me to hit it over there there's nobody over in right field nobody literally nobody I think I'm going to try to hit it over there for once. I've never tried this. I don't know how well this is going to work, but I think I'm going to try to hit it over there. And I hit the weakest little dinkiest pop fly over Tim, the first baseman's head, Tim, the DC correspondent. That's right. It barely got over his head. All right, he's the first baseman. Let me repeat that. That's the first baseman. If I remember
2: correctly, anything that rolled past first base ended up in the sprinkler area.
1: It was a long time ago we're talking. I don't. I'm not was, sure about the. There was a little concrete
2: area. sprinkler area behind the first base. That's where all the balls down the right field went.
1: Uh, I, I looked. I looked over there so little I wouldn't know what was in the right field area. <laughs> but this one time, I decided to hit it that way. It barely cleared the first baseman's head, and I went all the way around the bases for a home run because nobody was over there. It took forever for somebody to run and then chase it down. And That's I right. wasn't Nobody a bad guy you. either. I was a little fat boy. You so, you beat the shift. Exactly. Oh, I hit them ain't. where they wasn't or where they ain't. Special special
2: message announcement here for a second. Hold on.
1: Okay.
0: Hello. Hello. Can
1: you hear me? This is,
0: yes, this is Jason Gower here. Oh, stop. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: How's it going? Good. Good.
0: I play baseball.
1: Oh, really? You play good? Yes. Oh, good. What's your favorite position?
0: Batting.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's good. I, I like the bat, too. Uh, what about when you're on defense? Um, catcher. Oh, okay. Interesting. What do you like about catching?
0: Huh. Goodbye. No. Bye. Go <laughs>
2: mommy Oh boy. Ah, so if you heard any commotion there, that was the moment when uh, Grant decided to try to walk away with the head- wired headset no. on <laughs> and the computer starts tipping over. Oh no. Yeah, that was almost the end of the show, so Ooh. Yeah, there, no, I, yeah it's heard... summertime, so it's summertime so they get to stay up a little later now. So yeah, he uh, we, he he's got one more uh one more game of baseball left for his uh first foray into uh it's not even little league it's like pre-little league baseball
0: right
2: fun going to his games watching all these little kids chasing around and they don't let them do little league home runs yet because the 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 coaches are pitching to them so we're not it's basically just they just play station to station baseball it's just they don't really let them do much advancing because if that was the case every every time the ball makes contact right just run. run run. Yeah. Although his team's get getting run. better. It's like today they were actually making defensive plays. Most of those defensive plays were the ball gets rolled over weekly to first base and then the first baseman <laughs> steps on the back. But there were there's one that was caught on the fly. These are little things that you don't see a lot for, for six to eight year olds, which is, you know, balls caught on the line drive or grounders that, it, you know, end up being put out with the throw to first. So you get,
1: great. Excited. Yeah, this...
2: you get excited about those things.
1: Yeah, you got to start somewhere. I, I stumped him, uh, though, with the uh-oh. question about what was... Uh-oh.
2: I, I, I think round two is here.
1: <laughs> okay. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi, Tranny. How are you? I'm so good. Cool. In your summer uh, vacation?
0: Uh-huh.
1: You having fun? Good. What you, you guys been doing?
0: Um, we've been going out to eat a lot. Okay. Kind of. Um, I got my new phone today. Oh. Um, we've been playing Fortnite. I've been taking yep. and I've been taking guitar lessons.
1: Oh wow! Okay. <sighs> Yeah, I saw a picture of that on uh, on Facebook. You uh, they put a picture of you playing the guitar. That, that, that you how you getting good at it?
0: Mhm.
1: Good. I, I never learned how. I wish I, I learned how to play the guitar. Good to hear you guys are getting out and, and enjoying things up there.
0: Mhm. <laughs> Bye.
1: Hi. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. Side effect of summer vacation is they get to stay up later, so they're they're starting bedtime now.
1: Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear from them. I haven't heard from them in a while.
2: Okay. Where were we?
1: Uh, where were we? We're, um... we're beating
2: the shift. What were we talking about again? <laughs>
1: Kings of non sector yes, for beating up baseball for trying to outlaw the shift and, and ban the no, shift. No, and, and, and you
2: know, and I've been hearing I've been hearing that for a couple of seasons now, and and every time I hear it, I just kind of I, I shake my head like they, they're not going to be that stupid. But this is baseball, so.
1: Anything's possible under Rob Manfred it would appear. Like, I, I am jokes. I'm in,
2: I'm so incensed with some of the I the seven inning doubleheader can, can can go away any time. The starting yeah. the runner on second base and extra innings can go away anytime.
1: Ugh it it does leave a bad taste in your mouth when you're watching a great like pitchers duel and it goes into uh-huh. the tenth and all of a sudden there's a man magically at second for no reason and you know, one base hit and you're already uh breaking up the the shutouts or the, the well-pitched games and it turns into a carnival and it's just, it's not baseball. It's just not, it's basically a a hockey shootout or a soccer shootout. It's, it's, it's a bastardization of the game and we railed against it when they first implemented it and it it hasn't gotten any better.
2: Uh, No, I I told you I was more of an advocate for the 12 inning regular season tie. You know, if, if we can have ties in football, I mean, it always, you know, it always leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But, yeah, I mean, if you could end a game, if a baseball game, just let them play three clean innings, um, all sudden death. I mean, if the home team scores and, and the game's over. But, yeah, if they can't resolve it by the end of the 12th inning, death a tie. It's a regular season game. Every, every sport knows how to integrate ties into the standings, right? Better than a loss, worse than a win. There you go.
1: I got no problem with that. Um, you know, it's, I, I you know, agree that it would be better than what they're doing now. I, you know, I you would just leave it the way it used to be. Just let them yeah. play it out until they there, finish the game. There was the a game. charm.
2: There was a charm to what would happen after you have one of these seventeen or eighteen inning games, and then you'd have to, you know, worry about bullpen use the next day, or if you had to call up a guy. I mean, there was a strategy involved in it. Um, where, where now, it, it it just, oh, it's just terrible.
1: Yeah, but at least you played it out. At least you actually got an actual resolution to the game instead of this garbage. Right,
2: because oh. in theory, even with the man on second, these games could indefinitely be played, and you could still end up with a marathon game, but it's so hard to have that happen now because you see these guys. They they come up, the runner's on second, first guy up, bunts them over, which is exactly what you should do, <laughs> Right.
1: Well, uh, depending and, on how bad your hitter is at the play, but well, they're yeah. all getting worse and worse apparently.
2: Oh yeah, I actually remember seeing uh one of the extra inning games where the guy was on second, they bunted the guy over to third, so I'm immediately going, Okay, you ought you intentionally walked the next guy And the coach didn't and the next guy up drove him in. I was like, Oh oh yeah. my brain <laughs> This is so there, this is a baseball
1: it's not <sighs> so, but but it's here to stay unfortunately for now, um and one more thing uh, about the glasno thing before we get off the of baseball was my initial reaction to hearing him bellyache about, oh, I hurt my arm because I couldn't use the stuff that I've been using all these years. I was... can't cheat <laughs> <laughs> because I can't cheat it because I'm getting ready to get clean. Because they warned me that stop and frisk is coming. Right. Now they I don't told me I myself.
2: can't cheat anymore, so I went and done got hurt. Dang it!
1: <laughs> My reaction was: if you get hurt pitching and you blame it on the fact that you couldn't use this illegal stuff that you were using before, maybe you shouldn't be mm-hmm. pitching. How good you were you really? In a different way or something? I you know. Um, I, I, I will black, I will backtrack a little bit on that, because since I tweeted that, I've seen so many pitchers, uh, mostly on MLB Network, but in other places as well, talk about the importance of having some stuff to help you get a better grip, not necessarily to get a better sprint rate and be a better pitcher, but to actually be able to grip the ball. Because sometimes, and depending on the uh, ball itself, whether it's been rubbed down, you know, properly pregame. Sometimes, depending right. on the weather situations, it's really, really hard to get a grip on the baseball. It's like a, a slick uh, cue ball, as as I think John Smoltz described it one night. And now, if your your grip is really terrible, you're talking about risking uh, drilling somebody because you just don't have the control that you're supposed to have. So now it's a it's a matter of 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 safety, of safety to the to the batters at the plate, safety to the the catcher, safety to everybody involved because now you just throwing this thing, and you're hoping that it's going where you want it to go. And, I'll okay, I'll, I'll back off a little bit. I'll, I'll say that, yeah, uh, there is something to – the pitcher has to be able to get a grip on the ball that's satisfactory to where he doesn't feel like, oh, my God, I don't know where the hell this thing is going. Nobody wants that. I don't want that. Nobody wants uh, something like that. So I, I get right. that.
0: Well, Tom I, Brady I, would I,
1: just deflate them, right? I don't think you can deflate the baseball. It would be oh, good. okay. <laughs> Bill Belichick would love to be able to deflate the baseballs and then Brady would be <laughs> right along with that and then the moment they got caught they would just blame the ball boy and and he'd get fired in that mm-hmm. of that um no it's uh it's it's something that is right there on the line of it's illegal and and you shouldn't do it but if you don't do it uh there might be dire consequences for everybody involved nobody wants to see someone get beanballed. um so i I, I don't and, and I, I got to admit, I don't know the answer exactly to that. You got the rosin bag. Uh, apparently, sometimes that's just not good enough. Um, but I, I, maybe it's something as uh, complicated as there needs to be like an individual panel or a, a guy or something that judges on each day what the conditions are of the ball and of the weather conditions that suggests that maybe there's something else that they can be allowed to use other than their, ah. their saliva licking their fingers in the rosin bag. Because maybe like something is necessary. Right? Like Chorus Field uh, with the Umidor. Right. That was a special situation where they decided that this was necessary to make the game fairer because it was getting to be 16 to 15 every day at Corus Field. And and we understood that. I, I don't know if you were against it when they first announced the I was the not. Outdoor. I was, I was like, "What are you doing?" I mean, it's you know, that's that's the conditions. You're in, you're in Colorado. You're playing in Mile High. That's how it's gonna, ha- you know, you got to deal with that. That's just what you got to do. But uh, when once I saw that it wasn't just completely blowing things out of proportion, because my fear was it was gonna go from fifteen, fourteen to two to one every night, and I was like, "No one wants to see that," um, and it didn't <laughs> do that. They did. It, it it did actually make it more like a regular game you still see nine to eight every now and then but it's less often than it used to be it, it's more like a closer to a regular game than than right than it was before it just, so i, it I get takes that
2: me, it just takes me back to to major league the movie you know because they had yep. the the over the hill veteran pitcher he was their star and, and you know and at one point in the movie is like he's he's like in the locker room and he's taking everything off and he's got like the stuff on his hat he's got the stuff under his hat he's got the stuff on his chest inside of his jersey you know and it just keeps going and going how he's got all the stuff like all over him Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that was almost the joke in the movie
1: and i think it's it's coming to real life a little bit
2: yeah and well was it a joke or was it just a over amplification of what's been actually happening in baseball for for decades
1: for many 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 years, yeah.
2: And this is a movie from the late 80s, I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, Google Gaylord Perry kids. This has been going on a long <laughs> time. Yeah.
2: I mean, short of the guy with the nail file, uh, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> Joe Negro?
2: Is that? <laughs> hey, we have some MLB Hall of Infamy coming up. Uh-oh. <laughs> ah. We, we get sure we do. get the nail. We got to get the nail file in there.
1: And NFL uh, the Hall of Infamy as well, which that reminds me speaking of sequ- non sequituring. Oh. Um, that the part that we talked about, um, these uh dark side of football shows on Vice Network, that got cut from the uh from the after show, the after after show of the last oh, show. So sure. that gives me uh an opportunity to bring that up again that I i by the way I'm not being compensated by Vice or anybody else, uh, but it's just uh I started out watching Dark Side of the Ring on Vice Network, which is uh these uh three seasons now of uh hour long documentaries about things in pro wrestling that they don't necessarily want you to remember. Kinda reminiscent of our uh the Hall of Infamy inductions of, of guys and, and incidents and events and, and uh items that football and baseball may not necessarily want you to remember. And so they started that uh, Dark Side of the Ring series and that's been their most successful series ratings wise, so they decided to spin off of that and now they have Dark Side of Football and they've had about five or six episodes of Dark Side of Football so far. And it's it's very good. It's it's uh the first one was on uh, Diva wide receivers, so you had some Chad right. Johnson action in there and you you know, got some Little, little Terrell Owens uh, referencing as well, and uh, the series does remind me of some uh, Hall of Infamy inductions on our end. Um, what I uh, the one episode that I saw that definitely uh, referenced one of our Hall of Infamy inductions was the uh, documentary about the Oakland Raiders and the well the Raiders franchise because they were Oakland and Los Angeles and Oakland again and now they're Las right. Vegas, so they so they cover the whole uh, franchise. And in the middle of the episode, they talk about the one wild guy, Defender, that was an outcast and an outlaw that they uh, brought to the Raiders and really put them over the top and helped them win a title and made a big difference um, on the field and off because he was such a wild man. And that man would be Lyle Alzado, my original Hall of Infamy. Yeah, that's way back. Yes. So uh, infamous for the, and they sort of get into it a little about the steroids, and he's pretty much... Uh, patient zero as far as introducing uh, anabolic steroids to the nfl but uh right so it's a a real good series for things like that if you're into the uh, the darker side or the side that people don't necessarily want you to remember um so it's fun to see that there's going to be other uh hall of infamy tie-ins that that come up in some of these episodes i'm absolutely certain of that uh, there definitely was one in the uh, Cleveland Browns episode, which was entitled "Why Can't Cleveland Win," which is a great title for uh, for anything wow. really. Uh, so uh, when I see the when I saw the piece on on Johnny Football and and he's doing the money sign going across the stage and he gets drafted and all of the, everything that went into him and him uh, running around the, the highlights are the beautiful thing about that is watching him just running with his head chopped off running around like a chicken where do I go? Which way do I go? What am I doing? What am I? Do? The the stuff that we saw on draft day, the same highlights that we both said, yep. Oh, that's not going to work in the NFL. Cause exactly. they're going to murder you. And that's exactly what happened to Johnny football. So, uh, he's not in the hall of infamy yet, but he is absolutely going to be someday. And that's definitely going to be a, a, a hall of infamy tie in when that happens. So things like that, a lot of things, uh, in those, in that series, uh, it's again, vice network, um, the episodes are on demand. If you got uh, cable, um, just look them up. Dark Side of Football, Dark Side of the Ring, as well. Another great series. Uh, I highly recommend both.
2: So uh, is I, that our lead-in to the? Uh, is that our lead in to what we actually is uh, our bread and butter, which is the NFL? Because I know you wanted to talk about the big trade.
1: I sure did. Uh, it Especially was, how uh, much
2: that impacts your local team,
1: and how much and, it impacts and your favorite team. Yeah. That's right. So, so. so the double tie in there, absolutely. Lots of uh, NFL unhappiness uh, in this off season. Lots of trade demands. Lots of rumors of trade demands. We can't, you know, we can't say for sure if Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson have actually made trade demands because we haven't heard it out of their mouths. So technically, if their agents make a trade demand, then. They really didn't make a trade demand. The agent did. So, you know, the, the right. technicality. you got to
2: leave the door open because I have a feeling for both that they're both back where they started. That That's my bold I, prediction.
1: You know, the the longer the, uh, the offseason goes on, the closer we get to it no longer being the offseason. Uh, the more I'm, I'm afraid that you might be right. And I, as a Bears fan, I was very much looking forward to the big, uh da 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 the big Aaron Rodgers trade coming across the screen, but hasn't happened yet. And I don't know if it's uh, imminent or not. Uh, but we do know that uh, Quintorius Lopez Jones Jr., or uh, Julio as we know him, we know he made the trade demand because he went right out there on TV and said, yeah, I want out of there. Uh, and that was uh, where. Shannon Sharp, on uh, May the 24th, uh, Sharp, who's uh, hosting a talk show on FS1 called Undisputed, uh, was having a phone conversation about the the trade situation and everything that's going on with Julio Jones. And Mr. Sharp decided to put that phone conversation on the air. Yeah. And I don't think Julio Jones knew that was on the air.
2: Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that that seemed a little over the line to me. You no, know, It didn't really get any publicity, but then that sort of became – uh, like you saw some other sports guys started copying that exact same move. They, you know, That's a real quick way to not get these guys uh, to answer the phone if they know that you're a media figure and all of a sudden you think a private conversation isn't – You know, and then you find out
1: that's not private anymore. That, that, that's okay. not cool. It's a quick way to burn a source. It's a quick way to burn a friendship yeah. if there was one there. And uh, in some guys' case, it's a quick way to get your ass kicked because a lot of guys really – will have a problem with you putting a private a conversation they think is private out on the air because they can really say
2: some things. Just ask Hulk Hogan,
1: <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Oh, um, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Oof, uh, but anyway, so yeah, Sharp uh, put that conversation out there, and he asked uh, Julio Jones about staying in Atlanta, and Julio said, "Nope, I'm, said uh,
2: yeah, right I'm out of there." I'm gone. I'm gone.
1: Mm -hmm. Just flat out said it. So uh, a rare confirmation of a trade demand uh, rumor, but uh, I don't think uh, Julio wanted it that way. I think he was trying to do it quietly and, and, uh, you know, without drama. And that was the the exact opposite of that. So anyway, there it is. Uh, The the deal uh, gets pulled off eventually by the Titans. Uh, They send a a two next draft uh, in 2022 and a four in 2023. And they get back from Atlanta, uh, the 32 year old wide receiver Julio Jones, and a sixth in 2023. Yeah. Um, your your thoughts, your opinions. Well, uh, the, obviously, I mean, the end of the era for the for the Falcons.
2: Yeah, it's future Hall of Famer. I mean, I mean Julio was a great player for them. Uh, sh- should have had the catch that won them a Super Bowl, uh, yeah. but you know, gets down to the 20 yard line and then you just start marching backwards. Uh from there but you know that should have that should have been one of that was one of those catches too. You still see that on the Julio Jones highlight reel out of context because it was mm-hmm. such an amazing catch at the end of that game. Uh, it was a draft pick I thought they never should have made. I remember railing against that draft pick when they made it. Um after they had just gotten uh run out of the building uh by Green Bay in the playoffs, uh they decided to basically sell the farm to add to their offense after they just gave up 48 points in a playoff game. And uh, that's a team that that just kept going heavy offense, heavy offense, heavy offense, always sort of defense, you know,
0: not in the best shape. Well, they
2: they traded a lot to get him. Um, But the productivity was there. You can't lie about the career. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, You know, wish him well in Tennessee. I'm more intrigued about the Tennessee side of that than I am the Atlanta side of that um obviously you know I, I don't think atlanta was looking at that division you know you, you still have you, have you have tampa there the, the super bowl champs you got new orleans who minus breeze still has a lot of talent on that roster I, I think they're just trying they brought in a new head coach uh they just drafted the tight end i think that they're just looking at you know accumulating picks and getting younger. you know and, and building through the draft, I don't think they had any aspirations to go out there that they were going to be a, uh, a top-flight team this year. So they, they move on. Uh, Julio's been nicked up, you know, the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see how they integrate him uh, in Tennessee. Because, wow, you just added Julio Jones to A.J. Brown and and uh, Derrick Henry <laughs> and, and that offense so uh I almost wonder if it's gonna be the uh the o b j problem right where you're gonna you're bringing in the new high high price toy and he's they're gonna try to shoehorn him into something that he might not be a fit for, but we'll see
1: well, I certainly hope it doesn't go down that road um there's a couple of uh, very unique circumstances to where o b j and and baker mayfield haven't worked out together. Um, I don't think Julio's OBJ. (laughs) (laughs) No. As far as drama and and, uh, lack of willingness to be a team player. And and I don't think uh, Ryan Tannehill is is Baker Mayfield. I think Tannehill has got a lot more um, uh, football intellect as far as uh, figuring out how to best integrate such a a weapon into the, into the game plan, into the, uh, the starting lineup and, and make sure that he gets hit, he gets his of course Derrick Henry will always get his and AJ Brown will get his but I I have a lot more confidence that the Titans will figure out how to make sure that Julio gets his as well and and make sure Uh, and and probably not nearly as much as he would get his in Atlanta but that's probably a good thing because maybe that'll keep him fresher and that'll keep him from not being quite as, as banged up as he has been with the Falcons the last few years I think that's the only reason uh, they couldn't get a one for someone like Julio Jones is, is, is being banged up. I think there's no reason for someone, (laughs) excuse me, for someone as, excuse me, as great as Julio Jones and wide receiver. There's no reason not to to get top notch for somebody like that, except for Julio's 32 and, and, and has been banged up. But uh, you've heard me on the show for several years now, declare that my top three receivers in the league are Julio uh, can't guard Mike and DeAndre Hopkins and I don't care what order you put him in. And I still feel that way because when Julio takes a field, he still displays that kind of talent to me. He takes the field a lot less often than he used to. I understand that. And I admit that, but when he does, when he's healthy, um, he can go get still any ball. He can still make uh, all the plays. Um, it, 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 when it starts, when the decline starts that position, it, it's very quick. So I, I don't even blame the Falcons for moving on. Uh, I think it's much better to make that call maybe a, a hair too early, a year too early than it is too late. Yeah, uh, or, throw they, the money,
2: or throw money at them, you know, make it even worse.
1: Well, they threw the money at him a couple of years ago, but that yeah. was such a contentious uh, negotiation. There's a great piece uh, by, by Peter King on Money, Money, Quarterback about that uh, that acrimony from that contract negotiation to get him the bag a couple of years ago that it was such a, a tooth pulling and it was uh, so much back and forth. It took so long that the seeds were sort of planted at that point that Julio, you know, even though he got paid, eventually still felt uh, the disrespect. And, and maybe that was uh, sort of the beginning of the end, even though the, the contract did get signed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, there's, that's something definitely to look up and read uh, to get some more detail and background on that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm more interested in the Titans side of it, but I definitely wanted to give you the, uh, the angle of the Falcons and let you uh, talk about how that, uh, affects that franchise. Uh, like I said, the, uh, end of an era, the, uh, the, the Matty Ice and Julio era, uh, you know, starting with Roddy White back, uh, in those days when Julio uh, first got drafted on there, uh, that was a thing. They, uh, they got to, uh, the one Super Bowl. We won't talk about that. Um, but they had a uh, you know a lot of success. They had a lot of chances at uh, being at the top of the of the conference, and they they played quality football. It just never uh, got put all the way together. They they had some uh, regime changes and some coaching changes and some changes in sort of philosophies um, and just trying to find a winner, and it just never quite uh, worked out. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, you know, being a Falcons fan, I definitely wanted to give you the space to give up uh your props for for Julio Jones cuz that might be the best player uh, that franchise has ever seen and and that's uh, definitely the end of an era.
2: Yeah, and and to have their new head coach basically trade that piece to his old team. Mhm. That that yep. he was or- the offensive coordinator of. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and and what that offense in Tennessee looks like with a new offensive coordinator. You know, is this going to be the You know, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and lots of play action um, offense that it was the last few years, or is this going to be the, well, we've got two of the probably, we've got two of the top seven or eight wide receivers in football, depending on where you have A.J. Brown, because he's a monster. Imagine trying to, what do you do if you've got both of those guys healthy? What do you do? And Derrick
1: mm -hmm. Henry double both of them and, and hope the tight end doesn't get free. I don't know. <laughs> I you know, don't know what it, exactly do you do. Um,
2: that's you know this might be the season that 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 could make or break Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. If, if you're going to expose Ryan Tannehill sort of being the imposter on hmm. that roster, um, that that's a that's a rhyme. Um, hmm. that uh, now you've got AJ Brown and. Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. If you can't make that thing go, this could be the, the year that Ryan Tannehill maybe
1: gets a bit exposed. MCJ dropping it, laying down the beats for you. The imposter uh-huh. on that roster. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and, and also, up? you know, yeah. And I'm putting, I'm, I'm also putting Ryan Tannehill on blast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Word to your mother. Um no, it's uh it's definitely going to be uh, a situation to watch as far as uh what's going forward for the Titans if they if this doesn't work out if this doesn't succeed because you you're kind of running out of excuses a little bit like what the the Baltimore Ravens have going they're adding pieces yep. on their offense um and we all know how I feel about Lamar Jackson that they're I think they're adding those pieces to take the excuses away from him. Uh, to eventually say, Hey, we, we, we did all we can. We got, uh, you know, we got you more weapons. We got you uh new philosophy coordinators going to try to get you to air it out some more. So, you know, when he puts in his four for 20 clunker uh, for 50 yards and, and two interceptions, uh, you know, what are you going to do then? You know? So yeah, it might be a, something to watch for both of those guys this year, uh, sort of a make or break situation.
2: I totally agree with you on the Lamar Jackson thing that they keep going and getting these offensive pieces and you keep going back to the guy throwing the football going, uh, is this the, is this the vision that we want for this team? Because you can go and get all the weapons, but if you don't have anybody to put the ball where it needs to be, it's going to be a long season.
1: Yeah. So we're rounding that corner. We're getting ready. The the training camps are, are going to be opening up and, yeah, uh, we're gonna get we got the, got the ball rolling. Almost, in,
2: almost into July here.
1: Yep. So, um, how much time do we have left in the live? three minutes. <laughs> three whole minutes. What, what can we talk about in three minutes? Hmm. Not much. Um, not not too much. Um, well, I'll I'll get this out of the way. Um, I don't know if you're gonna have too many uh, thoughts about it or, or or whatnot, but a bit of a, a historic moment in the NFL yesterday. Uh, as the person to uh, come out of the closet in, in Pride Month, uh, so very uh, apropos. Uh, but it's a Raider, uh, Carl Nassib, the uh, defensive end for the Raiders, uh, veteran. So he's been around. So it was going to have to be something like that, where it's a guy that's been around forever and says, "Okay, you're not kicking me off the team because I'm a I'm a I'm a veteran. I'm a you know leader of the team. You're not going to uh, try to ostracize me like you did Michael Sam." Um, so now what now I'm, I'm out and what can you do about it? You're, you're not going to be able to say, so, so of course the reaction is going to be, Oh, we're so proud of him. We're, we're so happy. We're, we're glad. You're not going to get the guys saying what they really want to say right now because it's a, uh, it's a league veteran. So you can't really do that. I'm still mad about Michael Sam myself. If you uh, remember back when he was drafted SEC defensive player of the year at Missouri. Right last all the way to the seventh round to the St. Louis Rams at the time in St. Louis um, has sacks in preseason games. All right. So last to the seventh round. So it doesn't look good for him, but they give him a chance to give him some run and he has sacks. He actually plays decently. I don't know about his practices. I don't I can't speak to any of that because I didn't get to see it. All of that. All I know is he did produce when they did put him in some games, he didn't suck, so to speak. Um, so he actually did something and still can't make the team. And then doesn't get another shot. That's bullshit. I'm sorry that there's no way you can t- <clears throat> tell me that that wasn't uh, because of the, the the whole gay thing. So, congrats to uh, Nasib to uh, <clears throat> excuse me to be able to do that um, as a veteran. And now you you know you, you just got to deal with it. You know, good luck. There, there's going to be some things that happen during the season uh, on the field. I'm sure, uh, and maybe some things off the field that may be you know unseemly and, and untoward because you still got a lot of homophobia and you're going to have to deal with that. But uh, that's the best franchise for it as well. The Raiders, they, they love sort of pushing the envelope and uh, putting up first, you know, first black coach in Art shell uh first female uh, exec and Amy Trask and all of that. So that, that story is also on dark side of football, the, the Oakland Raiders. I, I talked about that a little bit with, uh, uh, with the Lyle Alzado story, but that's part of it too is how, you know, Al Davis was a, a renegade and a maverick and uh, liked to push the envelope and like to do things that the other owners necessarily uh, wouldn't approve of, or or would never be the ones to do something first like that. And this would be another one. I think our, I think this is uh, right up to alley with Archell and, and Amy Travis is right, right in line with that. I think uh, Al Davis would be proud if he if this happened uh, on his watch. Um, you know, his son running the team. I'm sure is is proud. Is right in right in the same uh avenue of of the raiders franchise so you know very fitting i don't know if this could happen on too many other teams in the league quite frankly Uh, maybe no other team uh, other than the raiders uh, for something like that to happen so i know you how you feel about first in general that you're just like whatever it's you know it's a first so good for them and then let's get on with it so that it had to happen eventually the first open uh, openly gay athlete on the team, actively playing. Um, so he's the first uh, Carl Nessib So congratulations to them, and I, I just want to get that out of the way to uh, to give him his props for doing that because that's a, a very no matter how you feel about it, it's a very gutsy move to do.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I guess you know, but good for him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you are you are you completely uh, got it correct. I, I'm not I'm all that I'm not all that into the first this or that of anything because you know it all goes back to the performance on the field that's all people care about sure people people who are go, people who are rooting for that team aren't watching that game i I, in general sitting there thinking about what these players do in in private as long as it's not you know murder rape (laughs) you know (laughs) things along those lines you know uh, that's when it starts to really infringe on things. But if the guy, hey, this, this guy felt you know secure enough and confident enough, and and you know he, he wanted to do it, good for him. Go out there and play. You know, perform. But that's 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 going to give you the most validation, no matter what you do off the field. Just well, you know, and, and and I don't think that there's going to be a whole lot of of blowback within the game. I think this this guy's safest place is going to be in the brotherhood of of the team. I, I I guarantee you, his teammates know. Sure. You know, and that's that's what you hear from a lot of these guys, um, is when when they all get sort of individually asked, like you know if if you know these guys are like, oh yeah, there's plenty of oh, guys. Yeah we, all,
0: it, it, yeah, we all know. Yeah,
2: we all know. You know, you know this guy was this guy was. You know they don't go out and out each other, right? (laughs) But but they know because you Mm -hmm. can't be in that situation where you know where where you're basically living with these people for God, you know, half the year, and 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 these people they're all they're friends. They go out. They they know. So I don't think that this is going to be something where he's going to be targeted on the field. I'm I, I worry more for the, the from the fan abuse. Yeah,
1: there's going to be a lot of that, especially on the
2: But that's you know you, you you can't stop that. You can't stop people from being you know letting horrible things out of their mouths or or, or having horrible things in their heart. You know, you just hope that as things progress, there's less and less and less of that. But it'll never be zero.
1: And Good for him.
2: Now go play. Don't 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 become a footnote of being like I said with Michael Sam, the first gay guy to get cut.
1: <laughs> oh, again, I'm still mad at that because I don't know what he did to, to get cut. I, I think the little the they no, gave him chances get, and he produced.
2: I mean. You never actually got officially cut off of an active NFL roster, so let's 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 not make this happen. The first, yeah, because that's what always happens when you're the first to do something good. That means you also get to be the first to do something bad.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) you know, this is this isn't a Hall of Famer. This is just a solid NFL vet, right? And. And he, and he puts this thing out there, and he has his, his, his 15 minutes and his look-at-me moment, and now now nobody can, now, now everybody can go back to not giving a shit about this guy. <laughs> nobody gave a shit about this guy before, and we don't give one about him now, other than the fact that he, he likes dudes. Good for him.
1: Well, you're 100% correct that the people who aren't gay don't think about that at all when we're watching the games. We don't know who's doing what to who, and we don't give a fuck. Just produce on the field. That's absolutely true. I think where the importance comes in is for people who are gay or, or might be questioning and they see something like that and they go, Oh, okay. I, I didn't know there was anybody because there's nobody else that's out. So there's no way to know if there's anyone like you, you know, in the NFL. And now at least there's somebody that can say, Oh, there's, there's at least one, there's somebody that does like me. And that, that gives them more confidence to be, you know, who they really are. So I think that's uh that's where the importance comes in, not to you and me, because we don't give a damn who he's doing, you know.
2: When we're sitting here doing our show every week and we're picking the games, uh, I don't think either one of us is is going to have any – that this is going to have zero impact on us picking a game.
1: We don't know who's smoking pole, and we don't care.
2: Yeah. I'm it not going to be like, you know, the, the Raiders were actually make the playoffs. I'm not going to have uh, this guy as my X Factor because he's gay. i'll
1: take the gay guy that's
2: all he's got that's 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 sort of the, the rallying cry against like the whole identity politics things it's if the only thing if the top of your resume is that you fall into a category you don't have much of a resume
1: right to those of us who don't fall in that category that's true but it's not about us
2: no 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 i'm saying if those are your if those those are not job qualifications
1: no to be elected because you're gay and you don't do anything all right or gay, you're, you're yeah. right
2: or, or right we'll, we'll we'll talk about our hometown
1: <laughs> right you know yes uh, that's not the most popular mayor we've ever had as Correct
2: sure. but when it when 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 that happened when the election happened it wasn't about policy it was it was all oh, it was about the first right
1: got got the first lesbian it, mayor good for it, us
2: it, and sometimes those are the things that come back and bite you in the ass because now you are you're you're you're, thinking, you're you're doing things and you're looking at things on a level and making decisions on a level where you're not thinking about your own self-interest you're just thinking about the first you know you're, you're looking the top of the resume isn't what matters it's it's just the you know checking the boxes that's why nobody that's why this is good for this guy Right. Right. He's comfortable, you know, so yeah, everybody can fully support that. I don't think anybody has any any and I pretty universal on the social media as I'm scrolling through it Uh, yesterday because I was at work and it was pretty quiet. And I'm on Twitter and I'm scrolling through and I'm reading about this almost to a T, I would say universal, just like, hey, you know what? Everybody gave him the clap like good for you. You go. And now everybody's forgotten about it.
1: I hope nobody gave him a clap. That'd be awful. <laughs> um, well, hey, we don't sorry. know. We don't know. I, I, and and it doesn't matter to us because right. we're not sleeping with him. So. Right.
2: But you know, when, when when this guy's done and his NFL career is over, he's going to you know, hopefully be remembered as being you know, a Raider and alignment. It's not just gonna be gay. <laughs> <It's> always, <laughs> that's well, always the, a... that's always that's always the thing I say. Like if you if you die before me, right, and I go to your funeral. And I and well, I will, but I you know, and I get up and I oh, give so. words. I'm like, what guys, what can you say about your best friend? He was black. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I'm not going to boil it down to that. So, this is one part of this guy's life that he felt comfortable about. But I I look at all the other things. Uh, you know, I, when you when you want to look at somebody and you want to judge them on everything, and you want to look at you know, we're talking specifically about the football side of it. What what are we what are we looking at? You know, he's a defensive lineman, you know, it's production, it's sacks, it's pressures, it's not Oh, he's gay. You know? yeah, a,
1: a lot of people are gonna look at him as that from now on, and that's just and that, that's part that's, of what you know. That's a coming right, that's a small is. way that's of just, looking at it. That comes with the territory. Yes.
2: It's a small way of looking at it. You know, and it it's but I, I don't think either one of us are going to be that we're not we're not overly like small minded, you know. I mean, sure we could be small minded about things, but when we look at it from I remember having all the conversations when we did the whole Michael Sam conversation. I think we had almost the exact same conversation.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: I just was like, "Great, go play.
0: <laughs> you know, right.
2: go, go go earn your keep. Go play, help your team win football games." Same thing with this guy. He's obviously done it already. Um. You know he's he's a veteran player. He's a starting player. You know, so it's not like this is you know now. Now if he just gets unceremoniously cut in the third week of preseason, where <laughs> you and I are having another conversation, <laughs> or if he gets traded, wait um,
1: a minute. Hmm. Hmm. hmm yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, if you mean, just go out, do your thing, production. Um, I, I'm not looking. You know. I. I, I I hope we don't get that Sunday night game where we have to listen to like Michaels and Collinsworth shoehorn this kind of stuff in when he like makes a play. Hey, Al, you know, he's gay. <laughs> oh
1: God. Okay. Those two might be the last two of all the broadcasting crews that are going to like try to make a, a big glossy deal over this. Cause oh. I think those two are the, like, as far as socially uh, trying to, to prop up people who aren't like them, uh, those two don't do that. They, oh, okay. they really don't
2: have so much tolerance. Not, for that's not that's not the no. crew I should be pointing. Okay, I don't know which which, which no. crew would would that be like the ESPN crew?
1: Um, who I'm? You know what? I'm so embarrassed. I don't remember who is Tessator still the, the the main guy or did they get I rid of him? I don't.
2: I don't know because that dumpster fire.
1: <laughs> it was not very good, and I kind of like Tessator but I understood he wasn't you know, he, he, he isn't what he's going to be someday. Like he's just starting out at the play by play thing. So he was a little yeah, overexcited has, at certain times.
2: Yeah. But, ESPN has not been able to figure that booth out. Um, no. Uh, pretty much ever.
1: <laughs> I mean, they, they got down to Rico for a while and, and then he left and, uh, yeah, they've been bumbling and fumbling ever since, yeah. pretty much. And then they
2: tried. Then they tried to throw boatloads of cash at Romo, and that didn't work. They tried to throw boatloads of cash at Peyton Manning, and that didn't work. Um, so you keep hearing the rumors about how they're like they're just like desperate. Didn't they try to get somebody to retire?
1: I think so. Uh... They,
2: I remember there was the rumor that they threw a boatload of cash at somebody who was still actively playing in the NFL. <laughs> right.
1: It wasn't Drew Brees. Was it? it, was some, it but yeah, it was somebody that's, uh, somebody that's somebody that's at the been. end, but he wasn't ready to to quit just yet at that point.
2: Right. Although after finding out what happened to Drew Brees, it, you know what he played through, he should have taken the money.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, if I was ever if I was ever that high of a level of player, I I would really I find it hard they'd to be, stop playing. They'd, too. Be,
2: they'd be dragging you. <laughs> yes. Off the yeah. field, yeah,
1: exactly.
2: You're like you're like I, Dennis Quaid in any given Sunday.
1: <laughs> like your
2: brains are mush.
1: They're
2: dragging you physically off the field.
1: I will. Pl- I will be Bartolo Colon. I will play in the Mexican <laughs> League. I will pitch until I'm 80 years old. Just keep letting me play.
2: This I'm like not you making just, that you just, up. You need that smack, man. You just. <laughs>
1: they right in my veins, <laughs> and I'm not Damn. making it up. Bartolo Colon is pitching in the Mexican League this year. Oh. He, he actually is.
2: I just think uh, it's funny pitching, that you
1: not pitching bad either.
2: Completely like do my reaction to these firsts of anything.
1: I mean, we've been doing this for we're doing the podcast yeah. for eight years. Yeah, best friends for God. I don't. Even want, I don't want uh, to count how many years. <laughs> Thirty. Thirty. <sighs>
2: Twenty nine, twenty nine, no, no.
1: More than that.
2: 39, more than that. 39 yes. years. 39 yeah, that's years. why I didn't want to count. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's not, it's you know, and it, I don't, it doesn't, it does. I'm sure it sounds callous, but it's not meant to be dismissive, right? It, it's just, it's, it's meant to be more of a like, okay, but let's worry about the important things. Let, let's not lose sight of of the things that matter, you know.
1: I, I, I kind of get it. I just try to look at it from their perspective more so than mine, because mine doesn't really matter. But yeah. you know, I'm trying to, when 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 he does something like that, I'm like, okay, so what would make him want to do that? And what would, you know, what would make into him that want to do what? To, to say that publicly uh, in the situation that he's in as a pro <sighs> athlete, which is, which couldn't, cannot be easy. I, I don't care how much your teammates support you. That cannot be an easy thing to do. Uh So that's why I I have the respect that uh, you know to do something that gutsy and and to take the abuse that I know he's going to take uh, for the rest of his career and then for the rest of his life after his career is over because now he's got you know for thirty years he's got to walk down the street to hear people whisper and say things about him uh, you know after this so yeah I I don't know if I could do it if I was uh, if I was gay I don't I really don't know if I could come out while I was while I was playing because that's just
2: well this is probably not the guy that you want to physically one on one confront about it.
1: That would well no. You're not gonna walk up to his cause,
2: uh, You Cause, <laughs> yeah,
1: because the guy beat your ass. Yes, exactly. Right.
2: <laughs> this isn't the punter.
1: <laughs> but he's got it. That's why I said he's got to hear that behind his back everywhere he walks for for the next thirty forty years. So are not gonna say it to his yeah. face unless they're you know.
2: yeah, so. we'll see. We'll see. It's 2021. Things are. Uh, fortunately, the the Raiders will not be playing any games in Birmingham or Pensacola. Uh, you know. Yeah,
1: but they're still still got to go to Jacksonville and Atlanta, or and or or, mer- or
2: Meridian. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. Yes, they will still have to go to Jacksonville Jacksonville's a good one. Um, uh, Jacksonville, New Orleans,
1: anywhere in Texas Nashville?
2: Nashville, um, anywhere
0: in Texas. <laughs> God. Uh.
2: Fucking yeah, stressful. I honestly, I, I don't. I, I think first of all, you do it now. So we're three months away from the season. You, so many less people pay attention to this. So I guarantee you it's going to be completely missed. Unless, guess what, you're going to have to sit through the primetime shows and the uh, pre-shows, and you're going to have to get the the, the expose and the, the human interest of all the stuff I don't watch anymore, which is probably why I still can somewhat enjoy football. Um, I don't sure watch it on, I'm sure that's all going to get rammed right down yeah. people's throats. Yeah. So yes, there's going to be that side of it too, and this guy knows that, so he's opened himself up to this.
1: Right. No Fox and CBS and, and they'll all get that that 15 minute piece on on the pregame show. Uh, yeah. Whatever week that they're, they're the, the the featured act that yeah, that's for sure.
2: Right. Um, when the NFL week nine or whatever decides they're going to have like Pride Week and all the teams will have rainbow helmets. <laughs>
1: Doing that already this month. It's Pride uh, Month. The, the NFL logo has been in rainbows on their yeah. social medias, and every other, really, every league has been in in rainbows yeah. like that. So they're they're all jumping on. They're they're all Pride oh, this week, this month.
2: Oh, okay, July first, right. gone,
1: none, no Pride. We have no Pride.
2: <laughs> Correct. From Gay Pride to no Pride. That's right. That's why I'm. The, the, you know, that's why. That's why I still always tell the story about why I never. Made the point to put the American flag out like everybody did after nine eleven, right?
0: Yep. And people are like, "Whoa, well, how
2: did you?" Yep. So cause someday I'm not going to put it out, right? Yep. So that's the whole point with any of any of this stuff that's going on. It's like it's great. It's great that you want to celebrate it, but it, I'd rather integrate than celebrate. Does that make sense?
1: Oh man, MCJ's dropping bars tonight. Do you like that? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Rather integrate than celebrate. Oh. <laughs> you say it so much better. <laughs> well, because I'm, I'm black, I'm made for this.
2: That's why right, you have to drop the oh. you have to drop the beats for me, and I, I just provide the inspiration. Oh, you beatboxing man! I got to go get Grant up. Oh man, I got to go, I, I go get I got to go get Grant because he always tries to beatbox. <laughs> it's, it, it sounds it sounds so white. <laughs> Such, such a white kid.
1: I mean, he's he, he's white. I mean, he can't. tell he is. It. That's. He I is. mean, that's what. Yeah. That's.
2: Yeah. I, when I, I sit I'm, here and I talk about my son, I, I do make it a point to not have the first thing I say about him is he's white. <laughs>
1: he's white. <laughs> <laughs> but but he identifies as white. That's the important thing. If he identified I, as yeah, black, then you'd you really know, have a problem. I, I don't be, know. Uh, Rachel Dolezal.
2: But that's okay, right?
1: It is to her. I,
2: well, she, she, I didn't mean, you identify, she didn't ask me. can identify as whatever you want.
1: <laughs> she didn't ask my opinion. This is as what I we're
2: say. telling people now. They can be whatever they want to be. You want to be black, go be black.
1: I mean, you can be a, a woman or a man or whatever. You just got to get the necessary surgery, right?
2: Uh, not even that anymore.
1: Oh, just identify? Now you just I, have to identify. Okay. I, I was born a boy. I don't care what my body parts say. That, that's how I was born. You know, I, I try to be very, very open as far as those things go. And I will always uh, admit that I don't know what it is to be that. So I don't understand. Right. And but I never you, will.
2: But even you have the line, right? <laughs> it sounds like. I
1: just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. That's just, I, that's all I'm saying is I just don't understand it. Yeah.
2: No, um, I, I, I agree. I, I'm with you. That's the way. That's but I'm not supposed
1: to because I wasn't born that way.
2: Because you hear, you know. You hear about all the stuff about, like the 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 dudes who, like, they don't want the the guys who are transitioning to be women to play women's sports, right? Because mm-hmm. so some states are not for that, and some people are like, oh man, but you know, you got to let them do it. And then you hear other people are like, what well, gives them no inherent advantage? And it's like, okay, oh, you know, even <laughs> though this, you look at these and go, that doesn't look you know, something's wrong here. Um, so I I finally figured out the counter argument, which is if there was no advantage either way, that why don't we have, uh, people who are born as women breaking into men's sports? Okay. Right. Nobody's complaining about that. All the stuff that's being banned, right. And all these states are just protecting women's sports. Mm hmm. Nobody's passing anything to protect men's sports from all the transgender men, you know, going in to play linebacker and and and, and, and dominate all these men's sports.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're on to something because if the women transitioning to men were coming in and breaking all the men's records, then there would be problems with them then there would be complaining, but that's not happening. No. It, it's because not happening. Because they're kind of not is, the same.
2: Which is right, which is why you don't have mixed leagues.
1: <laughs> Although that would be kind of fun.
0: <laughs>
1: See LeBron James on the break and just throwing it down on a woman. That, that yeah, would be pretty interesting. Let's, we should... <laughs> Got to pick her up does off have, the, does, the third have, third row. Yeah,
2: we just got to have something like that happen. We just yeah. Now we just need to have LeBron I'll identify as a woman. He can go out and play for the <laughs> play for the Lynx or whoever it is. Just wa- you just watching LeBron putting up seventy five a game. And
1: I've never felt freer in my life. I, I finally embraced who I was. I, I always down. knew I was. I always knew I was Lebronna inside. Oh, um, and, and now <laughs> I can really be my the real me. And I'm so happy that the league has allowed me to do that. And I want to apologize to the six women whose ribs I broke tonight. And uh, hopefully I can uh, do better in the future.
2: Oh, man. And LeBron had Um, another triple-triple tonight. (laughs) He had 104 points, 119 (laughs) rebounds, and 117 assists. Great
1: job, LeBron. The triple-triple. And nothing as more equal uh than LeBron and in the w n b a we are all just people that's right
2: and 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 game three of the playoff series <laughs> has been cancelled because the opponents are all at the hostel
1: the uh, Chicago sky has officially withdrawn from the playoff they are out <laughs> of players,
2: oh my God, okay
1: and I'm going straight to, <sighs> to hell.
2: that's both of us that's but we knew <laughs> that a lot we knew that a long time ago, yes. So that's our segue uh, to the NBA, right? Because that was your last, one of your last things was uh, you wanted to talk about the NBA playoffs, which I have been somewhat watching. So okay, I, I, my, I might else. actually, I might actually be able to speak competently because this isn't that long of a show.
0: There
1: you I'm go. gonna do
2: my best. I'm gonna do my best, Mike Golick, right now.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no one's in your ear telling you what you're supposed to say, so you can't be Mike Golick. Oh, okay. um I just wanted to uh comment on the NBA conference finals uh, are bereft of LeBron or Lebron and yes. Um and Steph <laughs> and Durant and Harden right. and Kyrie and Embiid and Doncic and uh Dame Lillard that just all these guys are not in the NBA playoffs anymore and right. we're down to uh the Clippers and the Bucks and the Suns and the Hawks uh for yes. the uh conference title games and I am stunned that one of those teams is going to be uh, the new NBA champion. So I'm just, I'm watching sort of with uh, like a little bit of awe and a little bit of like, who, who are these people? Um, but look, it's what happens when you get stars eliminated like that, whether it's injury, whatever the, the case may be, of course, is you open you up all stars. these opportunities for new stars. That's exactly That's right. right.
2: You get the new stars. Now, while I appreciate and and love the fact that we've got all this new blood in, in the NBA, uh, you've got to know that the league hates this. Like,
0: yes.
2: their, their ratings were already hurting.
1: I don't and even want to look.
2: look at, yes, I, I, I'm not. I will be watching kind of sideways, but I, I've been paying attention. Obviously, the local team is still in it, and that was sort right. of a miracle. Um <laughs> You know, with the jet, with the nets sort of just literally like breaking down and you know, doing the victory auto records right in front of you, um, and Kevin Durant just tried to literally throw the whole team on his back, and
0: just just just
1: his shoe was a
0: little too big.
2: if like, his shoe just wasn't
1: so big, right? His toenail was on the line.
2: Man, it was over, it was on the line though. That was like that. They it didn't even really the have line. to go back to replay on that. Like the, the official was Johnny on the spot on that one. He threw up the mm-hmm. two on that like right away. So there was no there was no controversy. There's no Zapruder film. He he was stepping on. He was on the line. It was a tie game at that point, and Then good on Milwaukee. But that's also in the whole season series between the Bucks and the Nets. That was the first road team to win in that entire mm-hmm. season series, even regular season. Um. So that was sort of stunning, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously people here are excited because that's, you know, the Wisconsin team to still be in it and kind of overcoming what had been a lot of uh playoff with Giannis. And, and now they're moving on to play the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Okay.
1: In the Eastern uh, conference finals.
2: Yeah. Hmm. The Eastern conference finals. And you got the other series uh, with the Clippers in the, uh sons right yeah
0: yeah they'll.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i've actually i i, I mean i i've kind of grown to like Devonte booker um
0: hell of a or player Devin,
2: Devin booker uh, who's Devonte booker
1: is he a running Devin back booker.
2: booker yeah he might be <laughs> he sounds like one uh <laughs> Devin no, I, I like him he's a hell of a player i was watching that series when they knocked off uh the lakers uh he's a bit of a baby a lot of these guys are. I mean, he complains yeah. about everything. He's like Joey Votto. Um, oh, but he's got the talent. He makes the plays. He can single. He can take over the game. Yeah, we're making stars out of these guys now, right? Some somebody coming out of this group, you know, whether it's Giannis or you know Trey Young or oh man, any of these any of these guys from the Clippers because they're pretty loaded, but they can't stay healthy, and then. You know Booker, with you got these these Suns players. So well, someone coming out of this group's going to go on to stardom, or or more stardom because they're going to be NBA champs. So good for yeah, them. One
1: of, I, exactly. I think one of them's going to go on to to get a ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: they're going to pull it. They're going to pull a two point six rating. But <laughs> somebody's coming out of this star.
1: One of those guys is getting more rings than Barkley and, and Malone. Go go figure. Um, yeah. Correct. No, you mentioned. You mentioned Booker uh, lining it up for for Phoenix. Uh, he's really stepped up. Um, really, Paul George is the guy that had to step up for the Clips because uh, one of those yeah. games, the Kawhi Leonard was hurt, and Paul basically uh, had the game of his life and just put the team on his back. I didn't know he was still capable of that, so I was uh, sort of happy to see that. I didn't know he had it in him. Uh, of course, up there with you, uh, Johnson and Chris Middleton, uh, yeah. they're powering the Bucks. They're like the one of the one twos in the league. One of the best one, two combinations now, and uh, so mad props to them. And then as far as uh, the the Hawks go, I owe a a huge apology to Trey Young because I remember when he got drafted, I called him, you know, lightweight wannabe Steph Curry. And uh, man, was I dead wrong about that. He has definitely uh, stepped into his own and and made some huge, huge shots. He he always had the big onions, and now he's uh, doing it in situations that I thought were going to be too big for him. I just thought you know he's trying to be Steph, and when it comes, you know when push comes to shove and comes down to crunch time, he's going to be throwing up all these thirty foot shots and they're going to go clanking everywhere. But um, he's yeah. he's still drilling them, he's still hitting those big shots, so he's definitely stepped up uh, more than I thought he would. So big props to Trey Young and, and my sincerest apologies.
2: Yeah, so and that's why I think it's funny that in the. Uh... You know, right up for the show. You asked, "Is this good for the game, uh, or a poor substitute for the missing stars?" The answer is yes.
0: <laughs> yes, it's and both. Yes.
2: It, it, yeah. it, it it can be both. It, it can be yeah. good. It can be good for the game, but you are lacking the star appeal. I mean, you, any any national draw. This is going to be a regional finals. Is what this is going to be.
1: All the LeBron haters that thought, oh, I'm so sick of LeBron always in the finals. Without. Okay, LeBron's not going to be in the finals guaranteed. You're going to watch?
2: Yeah, I mean, huh? the, only yeah. Major, the only major market left would be L.A., right? And
1: that's a it, city but, that but it's, notoriously but it's
2: doesn't Met. care. Right, the L.A. market doesn't care about sports. So
1: that, yeah, that too.
2: You've got L.A., right, it's the Mets. It's the White
0: it's the,
1: Sox. It's, it's the same team. It's in, the right.
2: other team. But <laughs> that that too. Um, and your other three markets are basically Wisconsin, Atlanta, and Phoenix. So none, none of mm. these are, you mm. know, regionally they are sports active, but this is not going to play nationally at all, sports no matter what desert. combo. It does not matter what combo you draw up. I've got a suspicion it's going to be Milwaukee and Phoenix. Um, that's just my suspicion, um, but we'll see.
1: I don't even know if I have a, a pick because how could, I, I? can't. I didn't see any of these four teams here to be you know to begin with. So how can I possibly <laughs> say that I know who's going to move on? I don't. Well, know. Yeah. I'm just, and I've
2: been watching this Bucks team for a few years, so I can't say I saw them here. But you could see that they had they had that arc, right? They had yeah. that every year. They got a little better every year. They'd make it deeper into a playoff series, and they or they'd get through. So they sort of have that. They, I think they have the most history of like working towards this than any of the other three teams.
1: That's true. It's not a, you know, seven or eight year history, like, you know, Jordan and Pippen and all that, right. but it is more history than any of those other teams. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. So, and that's, but, but again, that could just be the, the Homerism of being here and watching, like, you know, if I watch any regular season basketball, it's because, you know, where I work and the TV is on and people are always running to put the Bucks game on. So, I know this team, so I don't know these other mm-hmm. teams. I'm learning about
1: these teams, but I know the Bucks. But no, you're you're right. I'll back you up on it. Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard just got to LA ten minutes ago. Um yeah. Trey Young is, is you know just got drafted a couple years ago, and uh, was the other team uh, Phoenix. Oh please, uh, Chris Paul just got treated there like yeah. a, a half hour ago. So yeah, the, definitely Milwaukee is the team that's got you know more of a of a team you know, to a more of a history of, of putting their team together. Right.
2: And if, yeah, and you've had Giannis and Middleton there for a while, but Drew Holiday is fairly new to that roster. Right. Um, but the other guys, they, they you know, they, they, Brooke Lopez, he just all of a sudden just shows up huge every once in a while. Um, so that, that, that's not a, it, it does it does it feel like an NBA champion? No, but none of these teams do.
1: and someone's going to be it. The exactly. One of those teams will be a champion, whether they deserve it or not.
2: You know, people were really down on Giannis here not being like a, a big game guy because he, uh, you know, bobbled that ball in one of the early games in that series. But yeah, he he still he still shows up.
1: You still want him on your team?
2: Yeah, he he's like the human momentum change. I mean, when he <laughs> you give him that open lane and he gets those two steps basically from the foul line. Right and, and and throws it down on somebody. I mean, you want to talk about like instant, you know, momentum.
1: No, it's been fifteen years of LeBron being the most unguardable player in basketball, and I actually think uh, Giannis is now the most right. unguardable. Who? How do you stick that? How do
2: how do you guard that? Like no, you've got a guy coming at you who you know can take two steps from the three point line and throw it down. You
1: just throw it on your head. Yes. Uh, and isn't, isn't afraid
2: to go. Isn't afraid to go do it. That's always the knock on LeBron. Is LeBron could have that lane, but he's going to look to pass out.
1: Right. He's always looking for the the best play, not necessarily the most dominant play. Right. So, yeah. That, there's our NBA coverage for the summer uh, until the finals start. Anyway. Hey, and I
2: did. And I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, crap myself. Very good. See,
1: uh, I told you I you... I was prepared. And that
2: just comes by
0: function.
2: That just comes by function of having watched. Um, there is, you know, of course, there is that sort of sick fascination of wanting LeBron. I just like get get him out, get him out. Um, like I wanted to see somebody new. I'm one of those like I appreciated that, and then also that uh, what the Bucks uh, put up on on the Heat after what the Heat did to them last year.
0: Oh yeah, and
2: and, and then the Bucks just sweep them out, and then I mean, there was one game they blew them out by like fifty. Almost. Um, so you had all these teams who dominated the bubble. We're sort of getting that, you know, like bubble warrior
0: uh, <laughs> moniker put on them.
2: Like it, you, like nobody's looking at last year at all as real because they weren't playing with the fans.
0: Right.
2: And uh, these teams that were there last year in the bubble, like quick bounces <laughs> this year.
1: And as a Bulls fan, it's always fun to see Jimmy Butler get the fuck slapped out of him. So, I'm <laughs> always happy to see that.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then to see the Lakers go out the way they went out with the injuries, but you could see you could see that Phoenix was was gonna be game no matter how healthy that Lakers team was. Like they, like the Lakers looked slow and old, and and and, and Phoenix just when they get when they get running. Um, yeah. Man, they just start. That's, that's that Western Conference basketball that I remember growing up. Man, you just watch these Western Conference; they just run you out of the building.
1: And yeah, that, the, that takes
2: me back to some of those teams.
1: Well, the, they they got Chris Paul. That's sort of their missing piece is someone to organize all that running. Because you can run up and down, you can beat the Sacramento Kings and just run up and down the court all the time. Doesn't mean you're going to be any good. <laughs> right. But you you get a point guard that can actually organize all of that and, and find the right play in in that momentum in that transition. Uh, all the time always always sees the right pass always sees the right play boy that makes such a big difference so yeah that that's their big thing is they got the lead, the floor leader and that allows them and booker to be freed up to just do what he can and uh you know he's got no restrictions and he doesn't have to worry about distributing and he can just go and score 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 and uh you know they got the big guy in the middle that i that was a fan of in college uh, DeAndre Ayton the the number one overall pick and uh He's coming into his own too, and that's a, that's a big piece as well. So, yeah, the the, the Suns look uh, they look scary. They they might they might be you know, the, the champs, but any of those four could be the champs because uh, who knows at this point? Who absolutely knows?
2: Yeah, which is the fun. That's that's when it's more fun.
1: Yeah, for, it, it's more fun for some people. for For a lot of people, it's not because again, look at what the ratings going to be. You, you don't have the stars. It's not. Oh, as it's Fun. It's a two point six. <laughs> So and for me it's not as much fun because I love seeing the best be the best and dominate and you know the best got heard and banged up and and weren't able to to come through and it sucks but it is what it is uh, so maybe they'll hopefully they'll come back next year and be the best but I just like yeah. seeing the you know the best actually uh do what makes them the best I I don't know how much juice he was on but uh I loved watching Alex Rodriguez all those years because he was the best and he took the field and showed he was the best. He may have been completely juiced out of his gills when he did it, uh, but he was the best. Barry Bonds was the best. And when he came to town, uh, I, I always tell that story about uh, seeing him live in Chicago against the White Sox. He, you know, he yeah. would come to the national league. So seeing him against the Cubs, the Cubs was not unusual, but I I went to a game uh, uh, where it was the Giants visiting the White Sox in interleague play. So that was a rare opportunity for you know the Sox fans to see Barry Bonds, and he got to stand in there as a DH and just slug away and not have to worry about anything else. And that was such a, a big lesson for me to learn watching that game, watching that series, uh, learn what star power is all about, learn what performance is all about, and learn what, what really matters, which is what you actually do on the field and not all the other crap, because the fans booed the fuck out of Bonds every time he got introduced. Uh, probably the only player in US USL or whatever that I've heard booed heavier than Bonds that night was anytime Sosa came back, and <laughs> that's how much it was. Uh, that's how hard they were booing him. And so, boo, 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 all this noise, boo, 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 and then finally, fifth inning, 16 or whatever, John Garland uh, hangs a pitch and, and Bonds hits it about 745 feet, and all the boos for about five seconds turned into oh. So all the booze just in that moment when greatness was greatness, all of a sudden the booze turned into marveling at what greatness was. And then as he's rounding the bases and went back to boo, sheer steroids, boo. So it, it doesn't matter. All that, all that Struman and drong surrounding everything doesn't matter when the greatness actually does what it does because then everyone is marveling at the greatness. And that's a lesson that I learned when I was when I was in my 20s, that it, it doesn't really matter. All the, the hate and all the other crap doesn't matter. Uh, when it's time to be great, people care about people being great. That's all they, That's all that really matters. And I suspect the same would be true watching uh, LeBron James in an NBA finals. I suspect, uh, which I've never seen that live, but I suspect it would be the same feeling in that arena. It would be a lot of booing, a lot of uh, cat calls, a lot of hissing at LeBron James until the moment that he got away on a breakaway dunk and showed that uh, unbelievable athleticism. Then it would be a lot of, oh, damn, (laughs) oh. Well, that's
2: right. And so that tells you what we're missing from this NBA Finals and why it's also going to be a rating disaster more than it would have been even considering that the NBA has been drawing dismal numbers. But now they're going to be even more dismal. There's no villain.
1: There's no villain. There's no star. Yeah, there's no yeah. star at all. There's nobody to yeah. hate. There's nobody to love. There's just guys.
2: Right. <laughs> so this is going to be this will be a tough one. They're going to take it on the chin, but that's okay because somebody emerges from this. Now you know they can now they're an NBA champion, and now they can maybe be a little bit more of a draw. I mean, somebody somebody will be exposed to a basketball team or a player that they don't necessarily know about.
1: Hey, I guess I'm I've, out of those four. I guess I'm rooting for it to be Giannis and uh, the Bucks because he's got the most uh, star power left. He's he's the former MVP. He's yep. the most to me unguardable player in the league. And if he takes it to that next level and then puts them on his back and carries them all the way to a title, uh, would he have done it if LeBron was healthy and the Lakers were there? Hell no. Uh, or a lot of other you know if the Nets were there. Yeah. Uh, if the completely Nets were healthy, healthy, hell no. Yeah, but but.
2: The part of the thing that you had to under I mean, we knew this could happen with the nets right they're fragile i mean we knew that
1: and they were just kind of pieced together just a oh, star throw a star there's another star where can we how many stars can we get just star 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 all the stuff that all those bitches complained about like durant to me is just i have no respect for him anymore as great as he is he's fucking awesome right. man. i'm not trying to uh denigrate him like that but he was one of the Frontline leaders when the Heat put their thing together, um, talking about all oh, stars putting uh, stars together. I don't like the way uh, the, you know you should be able to go out and just win, and, and if you're good enough, you, sh- you should be able to do it by yourself. You shouldn't have to go and, and team up with a whole bunch of other guys. And then what's Durant done his entire fucking career since then? He's gotta team up with a bunch of guys. Uh, so yeah, there, there's yeah. no honor. Well, in that if you can't beat them,
2: you can't beat them. Join
1: them. That's fine, but but don't talk shit about the guys who joined them first, and then you go and do the exact same thing. Correct, that's bullshit. Yeah,
2: the league it's rules soft. allow it. It's just like we could say with baseball defense, right? If the league if it, that's the rules, if you can do that, if you're not cheating, do it. You're just mad because you didn't.
1: Well, that's the one similarity to the uh, baseball defensive shifts thing. People are trying to win. Why are you mad at people trying to win? <laughs> right. That's the point. You're trying to win. They're not cheating. Win.
2: They're right, they're not, they're not like cheapening the game. They're not cheating. You know, they're not – no, they're – if the NBA rules and the salary cap rules and all those things allow these super teams to be put together, there's always a risk involved in the super team because if you have these three great stars and nine bums on your roster, you better get the most out of those three superstars. Those guys better stay healthy. And what happened to the Nets? What happened to the Lakers? Those guys didn't stay healthy, and they're gone. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, but they know that. The, they
1: know. They know that. The the,
2: right. There's the risk and the reward, and then the, both of the teams that you expected to be that team that was the super team, the health got them both.
1: But they're just they're just trying to win. That's how you you right. have to get the best players in order to win. That's how and, you win. And
0: Hello. Both. You play <laughs> to win
1: the game.
2: That's and what they are trying get, to do. But they both get the, that's the that's the deficiency in that plan is when you don't have the the stars, you can get beat by teams that are more well rounded, which is what the Bucks and the Suns were.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: And there it is.
1: And that's how you wind up with these four in the in the conference finals. Yeah. So but there, if there but if go. Anthony
2: if Anthony Davis and yeah. you know and, and Kyrie or whoever and all these guys, if these guys all stay healthy, they're probably Damn. going to the finals
1: you got a hell of a better conference finals. I know that much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, we, we could have Lakers-Clippers, right?
0: Yeah. That, that's we what could have the Battle people of, were of saying. LA. Yeah, you know,
2: It's what they expected. Because mm-hmm. we all saw that Clippers team was getting put together for one sole reason, which was to take on the dominance of the Lakers. And they don't even get the opportunity to bounce the Lakers.
1: Go figure. Uh, well, oh. I've I dominated with the sports topics. Was there anything that you wanted to, to cover uh, or talk about?
2: Yeah. You know, I, we never talked about my, my trip. Uh, oh, for my, my anniversary. Right. Cause that was supposed to be the last show, which That's was fine. Right. But I don't want, I only want to talk about one part of that, which was okay. uh, my wife and I go in for uh, massages. She, she sets this all up. We're going to go do this couple's massage, right. It's for our anniversary. It's the day we're going to go home. And uh, we go to this place, sort of, it's in town, but it's not like on the main street, and it's a quiet day, it's like a Sunday or a Monday, and we get there, and, you know, you meet these two gals, and they're going to be the ones giving us the massages, and it's like, okay, that's great, and so we each go, and we got these, like, like, adjoining rooms, you know, so we could, like, even though you don't actually see the person, right, if you've ever had a massage, your face is down in the thing. Yeah. And then I go in, my my wife goes in and I'm in there and, you know, you're taking off your clothes, you're stripping down and you're getting under the sheet. my wife's telling me like, oh, that thing that's above the the bed that I was laying on is this thing now for where they have these people where they like hang on to these ropes and then they like can uh, like stand on you almost.
0: Oh.
2: And then like, like massage you with their feet. And I'm like, well, you didn't pay for that part, right? So I just thought this was a regular <laughs> massage. So nope, that's what I got.
0: <laughs> and
2: uh, I just put this out there. I'm not a feet guy. <laughs> right? So it starts off normal and I'm getting the normal massage. And I'm like, oh, well, it's fine. You know, and all of a sudden I like, hear like this, like clanging around, I'm like, Oh, what's going on? It's like, Oh my god, somebody's stepping on the bed you know, and like, Okay, no, this is okay and then all of a sudden it's feet and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> uh, and I just got this little round thing around my face, you know, and I'm like, Okay, it's fine, it's on my back. It's like, Oh god, it's like cold and callousy and <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, it's it's feet. It's feet, it's feet and then <laughs> it starts getting up like by my shoulders and by my neck and I'm like, Oh man <laughs> It, it took, like, everything I had to be like, I, I, I'm not going to, because part of me just wanted to be like, you know, get up and be like, you know, but I, I just, yeah. oh, man, I'm not, yeah, there's no Rex Ryan here. I was not, <laughs> I was not for it. And, uh, I, you know, it I, it didn't, it didn't really, like, I'm not going to say do it for me, because that sounds like it's like in a... Uh, <laughs> like in a sexual way, it wasn't, it didn't do it for me in like the way of getting a massage, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't walk out of there feeling like as refreshed. <laughs> Maybe part of it was because of the, like you're supposed to relieve tension with a massage, not create it.
1: That's exactly what I was about to say was you didn't get any uh, feeling of relief from the, mas- from the massage getting your feet on you. Cause you're all tensed up cause you got feet on you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And
2: it's not like it's it's not like its feet on like my back or my shoulder. Although I think at one point she did something to my shoulder. She like dug her heel into my shoulder. I think it still hurts ah. from then. But it's like and then but then it's like it's you know your head's you know your face. You've had a massage, right? You know your face is down in the, oh, yeah. the little round pillow thing at the edge of the bed, and then that foot's just like right on the neck. <laughs> and you're just like oh, and I'm just oh god. I, you know, I'm glad there was not like a camera. Right below me, getting video of my face, my expressions and reactions to this as it was happening, but it wasn't pretty.
1: Not that you know of?
2: No. Oh yeah. Who knows? This might have been live streaming, <laughs> and I would have no way of knowing it. But I was just, oh yeah. So that was uh, that was my experience of that type of design. Like, I mean, this I can only imagine. She's like got to be hanging on to these ropes and just like. So I'm sure that there was like an acrobatic. Thing to it, but uh, I would have preferred to have been asked, right? If that was what I wanted, you know, because I would be like, no, (laughs)
0: where do I
2: sign on the form? That's no, just regular massage. Maybe you, maybe you could like switch my wife and I. Maybe she's not, you know, going to have this problem, and I'll take the other gal, and she can just give me a regular massage. But, yeah, that was the that was my that weekend back in May, a couple months back now. Uh, no, about a month ago. Jeez, it feels like a couple of months. But right. Yeah, it was only a little over a month ago, but it feels like it was a long time ago. I have no idea where time is going. I can't tell if it's going fast or slow right now. This last couple <laughs> of years, there's things, it's like, those just happened? Or wait, but did they really know that happened a year ago? What? But then the a yeah, thing that I just know. happened, I think, happened a long time ago. So, yeah. Everything is uh, everything is just all out of whack when it comes to time right now. But that was, yeah, it I, it. I, you know, if you're, you know, if you're just not really like comfortable with that part of it, having that happen was just not. It wasn't fun.
1: I'm with you. I'm to- I'm totally with you. Um, I'm not a foot guy either. I've, I think we feel the exact same and we've never talked about it. I think no, we feel the exact funny, same you know. way. No, I, we, you know, we haven't talked to, about our, you know, sexual proclivities at all because no. we don't, you know, <laughs> have conversations like that, but it sounds like we feel the exact same way about feet, which is yuck. Like I don't <laughs> like feet at all. I don't Correct. know. I don't know of people how they have foot fetishes because I just I don't I don't get it I never have I don't uh, I don't get down like that. Um, now I get uh, regular massage at least I used to get regular massages before the fucking world ended last year. Um, so yeah, and uh, not once has that ever even been presented as an option. I don't know why yeah. or how that became a regular thing. I've never seen a massage office that has those ropes. If I did, I would be like. Are we about to do some BDSM? What the <laughs> hell's going on? Um, I, no, I did not know that was a thing, uh, to have professional massages where feet are part of it. And I definitely never thought that it's something that people would do to you without asking your prior permission. That's like yeah, almost horrifying to me to, to think that that would actually uh, be something that might be done. Um so no I'm with you on on every level like no don't you don't put your feet on don't you even think about putting your feet on my body uh especially uh, not even asking my permission don't even think about it that's don't right. even uh have it on the form as an option cuz that's not a massage that's that's foot play that's that's a that's a, <laughs> it's a violation that's, it's, it's not a massage it's just Walking on someone's body—that's not really uh, part of a massage to me. Yeah, you know what that rem- which is
2: just—it's so, just so funny because my wife immediately walked in the room, identified what that thing was, and I'm like, "I've—I've I've never heard of this in my life."
1: I think your wife has some explaining to you personally. I don't want to, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I, I had to experience anything. it, Ugh, <laughs> and, and and wished I hadn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, So so, so she has, apparently, uh, before? I
2: don't know. No, she just seemed to just know. And she goes and gets more massages than I do. Um, Okay. But, yeah, this was – that did not have a happy ending.
1: (laughs) In any way, shape, or form.
2: No. (laughs) No.
1: You know what that actually reminded me of is a very rare time where my wife uh, made me sit down and watch an episode of Sex in the City. And in this episode, yeah, I, I I know, you know, we were bored. And in this episode, one of the character the, the Cynthia Nixon character, whose name I forget because I don't watch the show like that, um, the guy that she's having sex with decides to, in the middle of it, without her permission or without even asking her, decides to take it out and, and stick it in her butt. <laughs> and <laughs> It was a great uh, camera reaction as far as the acting goes, because she really did look like she was being violated, and she's like, "What the hell? Like, how did you think that that was okay to just do that in the? And, and, and it, they made a, an episode out of you know talking about how did that become a thing that people think that it's just okay to just do? Which, yeah, I don't know how you'd come up with that, just without asking your partner's permission. I don't know how you come up and put your feet on someone in the middle of a massage without asking uh, your permission either. I, I don't, I don't understand. So yeah. I, I feel your pain, man. I, I, I'm yeah, sorry I, you had I to mean, go through that.
2: I, yeah. If I signed up for it and I checked the box that, yeah, it was right. cool. All right. I signed up for this. Let's go. I, I didn't. And then all of a sudden it's like something that starts enjoyable. It then turns into, Oh my God, when, <laughs> when will this be over because then it's not just the neck then it's going down yeah my arms
0: oh really then
2: then then i've got like you know you're laying there on on your stomach so you got your arms sort of you know out next to you and your palms up then you got the this like heel digging into your palm
1: oh my god and
2: it was yeah this it was
1: that's bizarre yeah I that do is not. Really I, weird.
2: Yes, I, that this easily goes into the do not recommend. <laughs> I'm not even going to pull. It, I'm not even going to do your move and say other than that it was great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which it was which just usually the
2: way bad. No, I yeah. We get out into the car and I was explaining this to my wife and I was just like, hey, yeah, I started doing the feet. And, uh, no, it wasn't for me. So my wife, I was like, how was your massage? Oh, it was great. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah my regular oh. massage therapist is I love her to death because she has these strong hands and but she' yeah. still uh has a, a soft touch with them but when when she needs to really get down and, and use the, the her muscles she can and she does and, and I, she's great she everything she does is wonderful um she's like five nine two hundred pounds or something sure. i don't not only is she not offering a foot massage thing uh, i don't think she should because she'd hurt someone because she's not small um yeah yeah so i don't God know how that
2: that rope thing that you're balancing with breaks you know oh. <laughs> now you're going through the table now you're now it's wwe
0: <laughs> she went and through Joey, the table oh so my Joey,
2: God. Joey, i was about to say joy styles is going to come running into the room
0: they're he dead <laughs>
1: Oh. oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah I'm that's... glad I
2: at least got this in before the sniper <laughs> because I, I that's the one story from the last show that I didn't get to tell, which was the show when we had, because we talked to Renard and, I mean, like you said, we talked to them for so long. We talked to them for a half an hour that didn't even make it on air.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Um, so when it got to the chance for, like, you and I to actually get that, when they got off the show and we're talking, we're like, uh-uh, we're done. We're done. You know? So that's why I was like, that's the one story from the last month or, you know, month and a half or whatever since we've had our last regular non sequitur show that I had to tell
1: that story. I'm glad you told it so I could be on the lookout for any people that are doing back. Yes, massages next time you go get back. a
2: massage, be looking for <laughs> a rope. it's not even like so much like a rope like that's like what you think of like a rope hanging down it's like a cross you know so it's almost you know like a drape it's draped because that way you know I I imagine that they've got their like both hands on it and they're sort of like maneuvering around because they're literally walking on you yeah Um, Yeah. and then rubbing your feet on your neck their feet on your neck
1: Uh, and and the palms of your hand and the palms of your
2: hands that was just like and I can just like Feel the cringe as it's as uh. happening, and I'm just like, oh. And then she gets done with the one side, you know. Yeah. And then it's one of those like, oh wait, she's got to do the other side <laughs> yet, too. <laughs> like I haven't so had this, that bad. Wait, I haven't had that this. bad of a feeling since the you know the surgery <laughs> oh. where you're sitting there in agony, you know, and it's like, okay, it's all over, and you're like. And the doctor goes, okay, uh, now we got to do the other one. (laughs) And you're like, oh,
0: God. Oh, God, no.
2: I got to do that again. And that's how it kind of was with this, except without ball torture.
1: (laughs) He's talking about his vasectomy for any uh, new listeners, by the way. we had
2: that. Yeah, we talked about that on the show.
1: Oh, definitely. That was my
2: my, my brave moment.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: But that was that that was specific to that story that really happened and I'm sitting there and thought I made it through the whole thing because it was awful and the guy goes you hear this you smell the burning as he's cottering oh. things and the guy goes
0: oh.
2: and you get that one moment to relax you're like it's over and the guy's like okay now we're gonna do the other one <laughs> <laughs> what. Yep. That's how it was as soon as she got done with the one foot. I'm like, wait, she's got to still do the other side yet. And then the cringe just starts again. And you like,
1: oh, God, stop this,
2: please.
1: So she walked on your chest and stuff?
2: No, not only on my back. I don't think I okay. could have handled that at all face up. I would have probably thrown. <laughs> I, 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 that would have been the That would have been
0: the
1: old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that <would have> been <laughs> you, you threw it through the table yourself. Huh?
2: <laughs> That's right. All of a sudden, the John Cena music comes on. <laughs>
1: du, 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 du. That's right. You can't see me.
2: <laughs> That's right. I would jump up right. You know, knock her off and jump up and do that right. You know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you got that in. I, I changed the uh, the the show uh, description just in time. Uh, so that I talked about uh, how horrifying would it be to have feet ah. on your back as part of your massage? <laughs> that's pretty horrifying for, uh, for people yeah. who aren't. Who aren't feet? For, yeah, like, you know, there's like some and me.
2: somebody somebody's yeah. listening to this show right now, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. please, please don't share um,
1: <laughs> ever.
2: Yeah, please do not send that into in much less detail <laughs> at gmail.com. dot com. Uh, keep those pictures to yourself.
1: Oh, please,
2: Rex. If you're listening, <laughs> keep it to yourself.
1: There's something for everybody. Yeah, they're just just not yeah. for us.
2: Not for me. So, ah, all right. I told my wife that I'd be done at eleven. So,
1: man, it's eleven.
2: They're all they're all sleeping in the next room over. So I'm sure I'm gonna get the I'm sure I'm gonna get the nasty look in the morning about being too loud and keeping them up so i did promise i did promise a show that was over at 11 so um
1: oh we're we're, we're done um we're in the after after show i don't have any uh, outro music uh, uh i don't ah. know how much of this is recording um but yeah so that's a great time to be done because we don't know how much of this is going to capture anyway so yeah, about the only other thing i wanted to say was shohei i love him i still love him i will not stop loving him three and one 270 era 1.16 whip seventy three strikeouts. Oh, and 272 average, 23 homers, 54 yep. RBI, 10 stolen bases, and a 1.005 OPS. Fuck in a Shohei yep. Ohtani. He is the man. I that will team not is ever going stop loving that Nowhere game. <laughs> because it's not a one man game. It's clearly right. a team game. Obviously, <laughs> but he's still great. He's still awesome. Okay, uh, and you
2: and, and you were worried. You were worried that we wouldn't be able to fill. One hour, much less two.
1: i was, I'm never worried. I knew we were oh, okay. going to be able to, to fill all of that. I'm never worried, believe me. <sighs> I, just, I just wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, overstep you or if you had something to add. Because I, uh, uh, no, I could I, fill it up yeah. myself, really. But.
2: I. My only aim, I had to tell my one story. Other than that, we hit everything <laughs> that was relevant to the moment. So um, yeah. I'm guessing we're coming up on MLB Hall of Infamy here soon, right? Do we do that All-Star Weekend? Or I'm of trying to
1: remember whatever weekend. the Hall oh, yeah. of Fame weekend is, which is not All Star weekend. I think that might be in August. I think it's usually 100... yeah. We do it pretty close
2: to the football one too. We right, do it's those around the same back, time as yeah.
1: the football one. Right. Now who's so... who this year?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, um, shit. Let me think. I think I'm baseball this year. I think. So that's so funny. You would have been baseball last year. Do you remember doing baseball last year? I'm trying to remember my football from last Funny, year. Funny,
2: we're actually going to just have to go back and pull up the show.
1: I'm going to look over my notes and see which one to find seems it. like I did it more recently. Uh, now, don't
2: be worried. I mean, I actually have. Um, I, mean, I so have the, the
1: the Wendell Davis tape uh, of him fucking his knees up. That was me last year, right? Ah, so it so I like well, I, I did that last year. This year, so that would be you football this year, me baseball. Okay. So, yeah, because I've been preparing my baseball. I actually know who my uh, opener and closer is going to be for baseball already. So I've been preparing oh, that one. Yep. All right, we will figure out the dates for that and come back uh, at some point in July. Hope you enjoyed our crazy uh, two-hour ride of, of sports kings of non sequitur because we definitely went non sequitur uh, in that show for sure um so unless you had anything
2: no i'm i'm good i'm gonna get off the show and go to bed
1: all right sounds good let's uh get our, our feet ready to massage each other and let's just be glad that it wasn't carl Nassib giving you your massage so it could have been much worse he is jay i am drave he, been been of... he
2: probably would have done a better job <laughs>
1: This has been Kings of Non-Sequitur, the off-season version of in much less detailed a podcast. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you sometime in July. Everybody enjoy your sports for the rest of the summer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't
2: refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything now.
0: You want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The
2: Godfather at Chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
2: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.